on Man Cow Live. On November 23rd, 1998, I had an experience that truly changed my life. Meet the man who spent 23 minutes in hell. This was not a near-death experience. This was actually an out-of-body experience that would be classified as a vision in the Bible. And I wondered, how did I get here? Why am I here? What does hell really look like? Bill Weiss takes Mancow and his listeners on his personal journey into the depths of hell. He saw hell so you don't have to, and he's on a personal mission. One second after you die, it'll be too late. You will not get a second chance. Bill Weiss, author of 23 Minutes in Hell, on Mancow Monday Night Live. Hooty, hooty, hooty! As my friend Wizzo used to say, hootie, hootie, hootie. I'm going to bring on Bill in just a moment, the man who went to hell. Uh, yes, I believe him, and we've got an incredible show planned for you. A few little bits and pieces, man, this podcast is catching on. Thank you for uh, subscribing and likes and all that stuff. It's all new to me. Uh, this is from uh, Doc over Galloping Ghost, a monster I liked when I was a kid. He fought Gamera. Doc, thank you. Galloping Ghost Arcade. This is my friend Jeffrey Leving. I did his TV ads. Uh, he was involved with a court case where they uh, – they took a woman's child away because she didn't want the kid to be vaccinated. Uh, horrific. Uh, this is me hanging out with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, who I was friendly with once. And, of course, he said, everybody must get the, and screw your freedom. So, Arnold, I say screw you and your family. Uh, this is Andrew Breitbart, who had all kinds of stuff on the demonic pedophiles that are running our government today. Uh, he was going to reveal it. We did a segment with him called Future News. And he started Breitbart, which is still uh, something you probably look at. Anyway, he was murdered. Uh, this is my first interview. I just came across this. Uh, this is me and uh, Davy Jones, the monkey. You'll notice he's holding a holy moly Muller shirt. I was doing an oldie station, and my name was not Man Cow yet. It was holy moly Muller. Look at that young twink. Ah! Uh, Kid Rock started on my show. I just found this picture. Uh, this is, uh, I had dinner with this guy. I had no idea who it was. No idea. And he bored the out of me. Uh, he became uh, Dr. Doctor Strange. At the time, he was playing, uh, he's Bender Cumberbatch, ben, something Cumberbatch. Anyway, uh, he was good in that movie. It's not, it's not, it's a better picture than it shows here. Anyway, uh, my dinner recently with Ric Flair. Woo! You got to love Ric Flair. Uh, this man is in town tonight and tomorrow night, and I'm going to be seeing him. Uh, next to Jesus. Maybe Elvis. Nah, Jesus, coming back. Uh, this is my family and friends and some of you folks, but I mean, my favorite person on earth, Justin Hayward, the Moody Blues. I'm going to be seeing him as soon as we're done with this. Uh, this is a great moment in my life. I just found this picture, uh, making Dick Van Dyke laugh. I love Chitty Chitty Bang Bang as a kid, making Dick Van Dyke laugh. And this is, uh, I think I showed this one before, but this is Tom Brady. Made a lot of money on him. And uh, yeah, there we go. And a bad hair day for me. And he was very rude to a child. He was very nice to me, loves Trump, talked about Trump, hit it off. And then a kid came over, a little kid, can I get your autograph? Get away! And that bothered me. Okay, I've been showing great books. Oh, and then uh, a new piece given to me by an artist called Barson Manashian. Uh, this is based on Frankenberry, but it's, it's the Karloff Frankenstein is Frankenberry. It's really a beautiful piece. So thank you to uh, Barson, Simeon Productions out of Milwaukee. Uh, Larson's book, as we, we always recommend books here to start. I read five books a week, and uh, I, I, it's, I just I love it. My kids love to read. My daughters are going through Ayn Rand and Steinbeck right now, so I must have done something right. 
Larson's book of, uh, you know what, I'll say this, because I want to ask Bill what he thinks. Of, I want to ask Bill what he thinks of this. Chill of the Matrix, David Icke. If you've never read it, it might make your corpuscles pop. Uh, he is fascinating. You don't have to agree with him. I don't agree with a lot of what he says, but the book is fascinating. Uh, the book I told you about last week, scary book. I read it eight times. I bought it eight times, probably 20 times now because I keep giving them away. And uh, But this is uh, Malachi Martin, who was a friend of mine. He was a regular in Art Bell. And the book is Hostage to the Devil. Uh, are, Bill, I guess we're bringing you on. Does this book look familiar? No, I haven't seen it before. It is. Uh, well, this was a Catholic priest. And this book is terrifying. And I think you would agree with a lot of what he says, although you may not agree with his uh, the way he does it because he's Catholic. But uh, I, I, Bill is on now. Uh, Bill, um, good to see you. Good to see you. Thanks for having me. I'm going to ask some, uh, you know, I had on a Satanist a couple of weeks ago, and I just couldn't get him off the show fast enough. Uh, you know, the devil's advocate, as we say, it used to be kind of interesting and, and, and I don't know. If, I don't know really how to say this. Uh, um, every TV show, every radio show, everything is for the devil right now. Everything is for evil in his agenda. So the idea I used to get, you know, when there was good and God in the world, to hear the other point of view was amusing. Maybe I was mistaken, but we don't ever get the God side of it. You're right. You're I, right. I I think about how uh, I heard people when I was much younger. Talk about Disney and Roy Disney and, and some of the family members were just sickened with what was going on behind the scenes at Disney. And it seemed uh, like overkill to me, but by God, if they haven't just turned evil. And you you, kick, you click on a kid's show and it's all pedophilia and grooming these children. And uh, we really are, are in a sick time in a sick world. Uh, are you familiar with Larson's book of spiritual warfare? I know who he is, but I haven't read that book. Well, I, I know you never say anything negative about anybody, but... Do you recommend the book? I, I Without reading it, I can't say, but I think he's right on from what I understand. Okay. I haven't read the book. I understand. So so I interviewed Larson numerous times. This might be another guest we want to have on. And he fought demons, and I've seen some of the video. And I also, as you know, Bill, have been part of an exorcism, a couple, couple of exorcisms, and that was fascinating. I talked about those last week. Uh, I, I want Before we get to 23 Minutes in Hell, we're going to have some video, and we're going to tell you what movies are most realistic and why you should avoid all the stuff that's harmless, harmless magic, uh, how it's not harmless and how you're being duped. But before we get to all that, uh, where do I begin with Bill? I was I was sitting with Bill at Roca Corps at an old, out at Old Orchard. Do you remember that meal we had together, Bill? Yes, I do. Sushi, which was great because you hate sushi. Yeah, I, I, you ate I nothing. Anyway. No, I, don't, I don't hate it. I just don't eat it. Yeah. So we're, we're sitting there, and I'm telling him some things, and he says uh, – do you ever have any? Do you ever have any weird sex stuff when you were a kid? No. <laughs> and I forgot about it. And a couple of days later, I'm thinking about what Bill said, and I'm remembering my brothers often exposed me to uh, hardcore pornography. My brother came back from Wentworth Academy and had a, a stash of porno. I'm talking. I was nine years old, maybe younger. And my parents showed Tennessee walking horses. Again, my brothers are 10 years older than me, and they would have sex with women in front of me. They would put the kids in a room together. And, you know, I didn't think about it until I had kids. I, I really think honey badger babies probably had a better childhood than I had. And, Bill, what's your take on that? 
well, that, that stuff definitely affects your life, you know, exposed to that kind of thing, perversion of any kind. And uh, so many young people today also are affected by that. So, yeah, it would affect your life. Definitely. Well, I, I think it has had an effect on me. I think that it was demonic that my brothers exposed me to that. You would think at 18 and 19 years old. Now, think about this. 18 and 19 year old men having sex with women in front of a eight, nine year older. And, and I, you know, and, and, oh, you're a wimp, you're stupid, you're fat, you're a loser. Um, under the guise of keeping it real, keeping it real stupid. And as I had children, I, I didn't want my kids around certain people. And I went to my boyhood preacher and he said, yeah, I don't think God's going to care if you, uh, you don't have them around your children. Uh, drinking and, and doing other stuff. I, I don't think, oh, I don't think God would care. My preacher was very, my boyhood preacher was very much like Andy Griffith, the wonderful guy, Roger Picard. Where am I going with this? I think that uh, we have to get negative people out of our lives. Uh, I think if we have people that are into Ouija boards and tarot cards, I had a very good friend named Manny whose wife wanted to read me, man. I want to, she wants to read you. She'll get the cards. I said, no, no. And I saw how it destroyed him. I've seen how, uh, oh, Ouija board, man, it's fun. And we're going to talk about that. Yeah. You know, all uh, that stuff's evil. All that stuff's evil, you know. Yeah. And, you know, Lot, he lived in Sodom and Gomorrah, and it said he was vexed by the filthy conversations and actions, the, the deeds that he saw mm -hmm. daily. So it affected Lot. And, uh, you know, the Bible says in Proverbs 4 to guard your heart. And then Jesus said to guard your eyes and your ears, what you hear and what you see, because it will enter your heart and then it can pervert your heart. And so, yes, it's very important to guard what you see here. And there's so much perversion today for the yeah. youth, you know, these video games and, and all these uh, demonic types of things that affect these people. Yeah, I, I think the perversion that I was exposed to by, by my brothers uh, had an effect on me. And uh, of course, you know, you're told to love your brother and everything. And I, I, I Bill, what about that? I mean, I'm, I'm instructed to love my family and, and uh, yet, and I love them. I don't hate them, but I also don't want them in my life. What does that, what does that say? Well, that's okay. I mean, God says we are to love people and forgive them, but that doesn't mean you have everybody in your life, uh, in your circle. You don't associate with them all the yeah. time. You know, Joseph, Joseph and his amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. You remember Joseph? Yes. Uh, he, he, he had my brothers. That's what my brothers were like. Bill, I'm, I'm going to, so I said, I, I said, I don't want to be devil's advocate, but I am going to, I'm going to challenge you even with some stuff that I know. Sure. Uh, you and I have talked, so I've gotten every question already, but I'm going to, I'm going to hit you with some secular stuff. Sure. Uh, we had on, we've had on great guests on this show, our Monday nights live and people, um, as I've said, and I think it's because uh, a lot of people are just, stupid. Uh, people don't understand when I ask a question or say something that I don't necessarily, if a guest says something I don't agree with, I don't know. Oh no, I don't think, and I got to set you right. Uh, we had a guy, Timothy Alberino on, who was a wonderful guest. And he said some things biblically that I didn't agree with, but I'm not going to stop every show. Oh, wait a minute. Let me get my Bible. I'm here to talk to other people and listen. Right. So don't assume that, that although everything you hear Bill say tonight, I will agree with. I want to tell you the most important thing about Bill. Bill, are you nervous? 
No. <laughs> I, I, we're good friends, but he still gets nervous when I'm in man cow mode. But um, I, I want to tell you guys something. You never know what you're going to come up that's with. That's right. That's right. I want to tell you something. My job as a father, and I've got twin daughters, and your job as parents, if you're parents, is to make sure that your kids don't go to hell. And Bill Weiss here, guys, this guy next to me on the screen, got my daughters to step up and accept Jesus Christ. So, Bill Weiss is my hero till the day I die and beyond. Thank you, Bill. Oh, I'm blessed to do that, of course. And your daughters are precious. So, you're you're a very blessed man. And I They're 16 years old. They got the personality turnips right now, but I hope it gets better. Okay, the book is The Runaway Bestseller, 23 Minutes in Hell. Bill Weiss is the author. He's with us. And as I said, whenever people hear author, they turn off, they turn the channel or book. Book is the most, when people hear the word book on TV or radio, they turn the channel. And again, I say because the masses are asses and people are stupid. Uh, okay, Bill. So again, some of this is not man cow. It's just, uh, you know, uh, okay. So hell isn't real. Well, Jesus said it was in 46 different verses. So, you know, he was warning us that there really is a hell and that's what he saved us from. I mean, if you don't believe in hell, what did he come for? And what did he save you from? So no, the scripture's crystal clear. There's 250 verses in the Bible about hell and destruction. So God couldn't have made it clearer. And he doesn't want anybody to go there, but he gives man a free will to choose. I so, love, I love when you say that. So was there no point to Jesus Christ without hell? If he isn't saving us from hell, what's the point of Jesus? Well, he wants to take us to heaven and, you know, I, we're all sinners. We're born in sin. So he took on our sin for us so that we could go to heaven. But it was also to keep us out of hell because that's where we were going. Everybody's born in sin. There's none righteous, no, not one. So, uh, you know, that's why he died was to take us out of hell and bring us to heaven. The, uh, the, the Satanist that I had on the show has given me some stock tips. I've never taken any of them, but they're always incredible. I would have made a ton of money and I just I get behind me, Satan. He'll say, okay, watch alchemy, digital currency. Watch it and see what happens. No, get away. But the Bible does say, right, that, uh, I mean, I've dealt with Christians and lost my ass. Uh, the Bible does say, right, you deal with people in the world. And, what does it say about that? Well, I mean, you have to have discernment. You know, there's Christians that don't have any discernment or yeah. wisdom, and there's some worldly people that can. So that's um, sad because we as Christians, we should have discernment. We yeah. should have the mind of Christ, as the Bible said. And uh, as we read the word, we get wiser. But, you know, there are people in the world that aren't saved that we can yeah. glean from and learn. Yeah. And, and, and Satan can quote the Bible. Right. Uh, every, every psychic I had on, and they were all demonic. Every uh, person that talks to ghosts, uh, they're demonic. And they would all say, oh, no, no, no. I, I, I read the Bible. I'm okay. Um, well, reading the Bible isn't enough. You know, you have to repent. That means to have a humble heart and admit, hey, I'm a sinner. I can't get to heaven. And I'm willing to turn away from sin and turn to God. Repentance is two things, turning away from sin and turning to God. So you can have a head knowledge of Jesus Christ and say, yeah, I believe that. But that doesn't mean you repent it. And Jesus said in Luke 13, 3, unless a man repent, you shall all likewise perish. So repentance is a requirement for salvation, not just belief. But Bill, I've been to, I've been to funerals of good guys, real good guys, Buddhists and Muslims and Scientologists. Oh, my. I mean, they're good people. 
Well, Did they go Bible, to heaven. The Bible says there's none good, and uh, Romans ten and Romans three and so forth. There's none good, no, not one. So according to the God, we're not good. See, His standard is much higher than ours. James two ten says, if we offend His law in one point, we're guilty of all. And there's even a scripture in Proverbs twenty four nine that says, even the thought of foolishness is a sin. If we have one oh, foolish thought, that would exclude us from heaven. So that's a high standard. So none of us can stand before a holy God and say, hey, I'm pretty good. Let me into heaven. Yeah. He's going to say, no, you're not good. Not according to my standard. Matter of fact, Job 15, 16 says, man, so filthy, he drinks iniquity like water. So thank God it's not based on being good. It's based on a relationship with no. Jesus Christ. And thank God for grace and forgiveness. Yeah, exactly. Because um, I have flames licking my ass for eternity. Some of the, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I know how to turn a phrase, don't I, Bill? <laughs> um, yeah, he's good. so he's so serious, and and, and that's fine. Uh, and he should be. Look, if you saw what he saw, he does. He he has every second, every day. He's trying to keep people out of out of hell. And I, Bill, have said to God, Dave Mustaine has talked about doing similar stuff on the other side for a rock band called Megadeth. Um, anyway. I have prayed, God, take this away from me. You judge him, God. And horrible things have happened. I'm not saying I've made it happen. I'm just saying people that have done me wrong, I forgive them. I let it go. And I say, God, judge him. And horrible things have happened. Well, God says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. So that's a good thing to turn it over to the Lord. Yeah, but wait, wait, wait. I want to tell you. I want to tell you. Now I pray, God, don't judge him. Forgive him. And God's judgment is... You know, uh, you get seven years for doing something. You, you serve three years in Chicago, right? You, you go to jail. No, God's punishment is there. He's a loving God, though. I'm playing. I'm playing the other side here, Bill. He's a loving God. Why would he make hell if he loves us? Well, remember, it's the same God that died a horrible death on the cross to keep us out. That's pretty loving. And uh, the proof that he loves us is that he gave us that free will to choose. And, you know, he warned us that there is a hell. Revelation 21, 8 says all unbelievers shall have their part in the lake of fire. So there's a warning. He just told you there's a lake of fire. And then he said in Matthew 12, 37, your own words will condemn you because people say, I don't believe Jesus is the only way. So their own words condemn them and send them to hell. It's not God sending them. It's not his decision. It's it's ours. Yeah. Yeah. That's simple. I, 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 that's another thing that I've always felt. It doesn't mean it's true. But I've always felt when you die, you're going to know. You're going to know. It's not going to be a question to you. Right. And I love, you know, whether it's George Bush or Obama or uh, Biden, who's a, a strong Catholic, but is pro late term abortion. So he's not really a Catholic at all. Right. But I, I love these people who say, oh, there's many gods. There's many gods. Uh, there's many ways. Uh, people worship God differently. What do you say to those people? You know, most of the world religions are based on philosophical thought except for four, Buddhism, Judaism, Islam, and Christianity. But uh, only Christianity claims resurrection for its founder. So there's no other religion, no other religious leader that died for our sins and then rose from the dead. So that makes Christianity unique, totally different than any other religion. And then Jesus said, he said in John 14, 6, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. Yeah. So he said there's only one way. So you either have to believe Jesus is a liar, a lunatic, or he told the truth. Well, you know how I feel. Uh, right. and, I, and I've always joked that coexist bumper sticker. It's a great thought, except for that one symbol wants to kill all the other symbols. So coexist. Mm. Um, 
Why eternity? Why not just put us there for 10, 20 years? Well, time's the wrong premise because time would represent works. In other words, I spent two, 200 years there. I paid off my sin. And see, it's Ephesians 2, 8, 9 says we're saved by grace, not by works. So time would represent works, number one. Number two, our time is not valuable enough to pay for sins. Hebrews uh, 9.22 says, uh, it's, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. So it took the blood of Jesus to pay for sins because our time is not valuable enough. So time's the wrong premise altogether. Stairway to heaven, highway to hell, is the path narrow to heaven? Absolutely. Jesus said so in, in John, um, Matthew 7. What percentage, what percentage of the world, if they died today, would go to heaven, do you think? You know, he didn't say, he just said, many are going to hell and yeah. few are going to heaven. So what, what is that? Few, it's a low percentage. You know, uh, that's people's choice. It's people's choice. Where do you put space aliens and that kind of stuff? Do you think people that are having, uh, I don't know, these encounters, abductions, do you think it's demonic or, I mean, there could be other planets that, that God created. No, the, the Bible doesn't have any scripture about any life anywhere else except on earth. But what the people are seeing, they're really seeing something, but they're seeing demons. And, you know, it's interesting. Ezekiel chapter 1 and chapter 10 describe a cherub angel. And it says it looks like a wheel spinning within a wheel with lights running up and down it. And it makes turns and it says it'll, um, um, it'll travel at the speed of lightning. So uh, like a flash of lightning. So a lot of these people see this flash and this UFO appearing like a wheel spinning within a wheel and it moves quickly. So even some of the secular scientists said it, it cannot be another, some other technology. It must be demonic because it uh, defies the laws of physics. You can't make right angle turns at 16,000 miles an hour. So that's a demonic being that can do that. So that's what these people are seeing. And Satan is, uh, manifesting itself these days because it's getting near to the end and uh when when this is kind of off the subject but when the rapture takes place and the christians are taken up the devil's got to have some kind of explanation so it, yeah. people are going to say well they were taken up by the ufos so and and these people that I are really thought that and the wheel in the sky keeps on turning that's a journey song never mind bill yeah, bill i remember you and i have known some mega preachers some medium preachers, skinny jeans and fog machines, and they're all about positive thinking and selling. Right. I don't see anything wrong with positive thinking, but I have seen some, and you have to, steal and do right. things that are wrong and obviously wrong when they're not at the pulpit. Right. It's terrible. No, but I, I always think about you, Bill, because, folks, this guy is – I, I mean, leave it to Beaver. Forget it, Ward Cleaver. I mean, he he makes he makes leave it to Beaver look like Metallica because he has seen hell and he's not going to mess with it. And I've always thought when I see these preachers stealing or they let their wives take the hundred dollar bills out, I've seen stuff like this. Some of the stuff I saw backstage with John of God, who I knew instantly was demonic. Yes. If 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 they believed. Bill, am I wrong? If they believe they wouldn't steal, they wouldn't do anything wrong because they know what hell is. So when right. you, so your thoughts on that, when you see these mega preachers or whatever, these local clergymen, when they do something wrong, what do you think? Are they not believers? Well, some of them might not be believers. They might believe Jesus is the son of God, but they never really repented or they just have no fear of God. 
And, you know, the Bible talks all about having the fear of the Lord. And when you understand what that is, that means you have a respect enough for God that you'll obey him. Jesus said, my mother and brethren are those that hear the word of God and do it. So when you live a lifestyle of sin and you steal money and do things for money, you know, you just have no healthy reverential fear of almighty God. And yeah. those people are in dangerous grounds if they're even saved. You so. tell a great story. Um, I could tell it or you can tell it. Basically, the non-believer that gets to heaven, if, uh, hold on, is somebody at my door? I've had people come to my door. Do you want to know what I say to them? You ready? ready? I've got a gun. Who are you? And I have a gun. And I had a guy with a mosquito Joe or something. Step back and let me see you. I couldn't hear him through the door. Step back right now or I'm going to shoot. Step back. And I have cameras all over. I'm sorry. And and that's that's how it is. I don't know you. You come to Muller Manor. You're not welcome. How dare you come to my house? You know, I remember I remember when I was a kid and strangers would come to the house, people come to the house, my mom would get a pepperidge farm cake, and it was now when somebody comes, who is that? Why would they come here? The world has changed. The point is, Bill. It's the same thing, right? People that reject Jesus and mock him and laugh at him. And, you know, by the way, folks, Jesus. cursing and saying Jesus Christ, it is it is blasphemy. It's unforgivable. It's on every TV show. And it, it grieves the Holy Spirit. You want to say, damn it? Say, say, Buddha, damn it. Don't use Jesus. You don't want to do that. And don't allow it in your house. Anyway. Yeah. Bill, you've always said, hey, uh, you know, yeah, I, I was into Allah and, and I liked us. I like Tom Cruise, but <laughs> knock, knock, knock. I'm a nice guy. And Jesus opens the door and goes, who's this guy? Get out of here. Right. Right. Yeah. You have to know him. You know, you can't expect to live at someone's house that you don't know. You know, and, and I, God gave me that analogy once where, you know, people expect to go to heaven because they're good. Well, if you went and found the most expensive home in the country, knocked on their door and said, uh, excuse me, let me in. I want to move in with you because I'm a good person. What do you think the people would say? No, why? You wouldn't expect them to right. because you have no relationship with them. Well, the same thing God offers to be people's father throughout their whole life, but people push him away. So see, God's your creator. He's not your father to invite in Jesus as your savior. So it's unreasonable to expect to go to heaven because you're good. You have to know him. You have to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. The, song, the, the, the voice that tells you, don't do that. This in your wife. Don't do this. You don't want to do drugs. You, is that God? Yes. And, and plus, he's given us a conscience to know right from wrong. So it, man's own heart knows a good from evil. And so you have to listen to that. And if, if not, then God will try to get through to you and warn you, you know, to avoid all evil because it's harmful to you. It brings death. You know, all the sin brings forth death, the Bible says. So and God wants us healthy to live long lives, to help others and bring as many people as we can to heaven. That, we that, are living in the end times. I mean, these are, as they describe Noah's days, Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, we're there. We're there. We're for there. Sure. Yeah. We're in the very last of the last days, I believe. Okay, Bill. Someone's going to, they got a few minutes here. I, I want to keep out of hell just like you do. We're living in the end times. I say it every time on this show. And what I say is get your house in order. How can a man watching us right now that doesn't know, what do they do to prepare for what's coming? 
well, as far as their eternal soul, that's that's different than preparing for the just the evil on the earth. But, you know, they need to know that they just have to call out on God, repent of their sin and invite him in their heart. But that means turning over your life to the Lord. You know, Revelation 20, 15 says, whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So God actually has a book and he's going to look to see if our names are in his book. So you want to make certain it's in there. You can do that when you repent, invite him in your heart, ask forgiveness for your sins and confess Jesus is the son of God. He's the Lord of your life. Then you're born again and saved. So that's the way to prepare for eternity. I wake up sometimes two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning. It's rare, but a gust of fear. Sometimes it's about finances. Have I planned? Do I have enough for my kids college? You know, I worry about my daughters, but sometimes I think, have I done everything I'm supposed to do? Did I miss something to get ready for what's coming? Uh, boy, is evil decloaking. Boy, if you ever had a question about which one of your neighbors would be yelling for you to get on the boxcar, you know who it is. Uh, I've, I've heard stuff on the radio and TV I can't even believe. The demonization of people that don't want to subject to the government at every whim. Uh, it is frightening. It is Bill, frightening. Bill, Clive Barker had a mansion and then another mansion and I think a third mansion. Very prestigious mansions in Hollywood. Clive Barker wrote Hellraiser. And in his office, I believe another floor was cut out and he had a cross that he said had been used. And this cross had many, many nails in it and it looked ancient. He said it's ancient and this cross was used. Now, I don't know if he was pulling my leg or trying to get to me. And then he went to another house next door where his paintings were gigantic. Now, I liked old Clive, okay? I got to tell you, I liked him. He was very nice to me. But these pictures were straight from hell. And uh, his lifestyle and mine and, and his views on things, uh, we don't gel. But he wasn't hateful to me in any way. Hellraiser, you went to hell? You've seen Hellraiser? No. No? No. And how, how do you know Hellraiser? Didn't you tell me once that Hellraiser you thought was pretty close? No. Visually? You thought I, some I, of the demons? Yeah, you, I, you, did, you, you did. You don't remember. Okay. And I, it doesn't mean you saw the movie, but you've seen images from this movie, and you thought it was because I showed you. Oh, and, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Those, those images. I didn't know what it was called, the movie. Yeah. So. It's called Hellraiser. Okay. Yeah, I've seen those so, images. So yes. What did you see? What did you see in hell? What, what are the monsters? What do they look like? Well, demons uh, the, that I saw, the particular two were 12 or 13 feet tall. There's scripture for that even, but uh, they were demonic. They were uh, reptilish in appearance, uh, bumps and scales all over the one's body, uh, huge jaw, sunken in eyes, uh, claws about a foot long, actually. Uh, and they were uh, twisted and deformed, really grotesque, uh, no symmetry to their bodies. You know, like we're symmetrical, uh, one arm bigger than the other, one leg shorter than the other and so forth. Uh, but really grotesque, hideous creatures. And they have an extreme hatred for God and man. And uh, they were blaspheming God and, uh, and they had a hatred for him and towards me. So demons are real. They're vicious. They're the most, they're powerful. They have tremendous strength. And in hell, you have none. So, well, we're going to, we're going to get back to that. I just want to say, you talk about these reptilians. I've talked about my closest friend on earth. You and I have talked about this. We talked about Pastor Steve Muncy, who saw a uh, shapeshifter in prison. And I had a, a, another person in Valparaiso when I was on my book tour. Three or four people in my life, in private, that had no desire to get any publicity, talked about looking at a human being and seeing a shift 
to this is this I'm talking to Bill Weiss who wrote 23 minutes in hell. Hell, this is a different book, but you know, that kind of a deal. Um, so what are they seeing? Are they see, seeing another creature? Are they seeing a reptilian that is disguised as a human? Or are they seeing a human with a reptilian inside? Or, or are they seeing a demonically possessed person? I think they're just seeing a demon. Basically, it's a demon that the, that's disguised as a person. But and, I don't know for sure. And look, you know, as you know, I'm one of the top experts on NDEs, near-death experiences. Yeah. I went to see a guy at the Wilmette Theater, many houses, many masters or something like this. Mm -hmm. And he said, there's no hell. There's no hell. Hitler's not in hell. God made Hitler, even loved Hitler. There's no hell. And I'm sitting there going, bull, shiznit. And I'm telling you, a light fell and I could feel, and, I, and I'm telling you, friends of mine that don't believe in anything, you could feel the demons gathering. And mm -hmm. I go, I got to get out of here. Technical things started to go wrong in this theater. Uh, there is a hell, and it's horrific. And, Bill, these things were ripping. Oh, so other people I've talked to, not you, Bill, and I've said it before, that people who go to heaven, they want to tell everybody. I right. loved heaven. It was great. People that go to hell don't want to talk about it because it is beyond terrifying. And I want to also tell you that my friend here, Bill, has never really told what he saw because it's so horrific. It's so blasphemous. It's so ugly, he can't repeat it. So he's given you a version of it, but it no, it doesn't come anywhere near near to what he experienced. Uh, what I've heard from some is that you can see the souls in human beings, and they look like a blue vapor or a gray vapor inside people. You can see their souls in hell, and I've also heard that um, uh, that they tear you apart or you burn or whatever, and 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 then you you know you're 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 torn apart, and then you reconstitute, and the horror starts again. So two questions: Can you see a soul like a flame inside someone when you were in hell? And, and did you see people being ripped apart and reconstituted? You know, I know some people have seen that, but and I only saw a piece of hell, so I don't know. I didn't see it all. You know, Isaiah 30, 33 says hell is deep and large. I saw a piece of it. But what I saw was people that just looked like skeletons and flesh hanging off their bones. I couldn't see a soul. Uh, but one thing, it's so dark in hell, it's difficult to see in the first place. And uh, but it looked you couldn't identify a man from a woman. They were skeletons with flesh hanging off their bones. That's what I saw. Were they and making noise? They were screaming. The screams were deafening. It's so loud hearing thousands of people scream, burning. And the and smell. The stench is the most foul, putrid, disgusting odors. You know, demons have a foul odor, Mark 9.25. Also the smell of burning sulfur. And, uh, you know, the word sulfur, the, the word brimstone is all through the Bible. So you're breathing in this foul, putrid, disgusting air. Uh, it's, it, the stench is terrible a rotting death smell and, and, and sulfur has a terrible odor to it. And the demons have a disgusting odor also. And there's not enough air to breathe in hell. You have to fight for even the tiniest bit of oxygen. So it's not like here where you get to take a nice deep breath. Yeah. It's maybe only an asthma patient can relate, but you breathe like this. It was like, That was as much air as you could get. So any moment you feel like you're going to suffocate. But see, Isaiah 42, 5 says the Lord gives breath to the people upon the earth. You're not upon the earth. You're down deep beneath the earth. So God's very specific yeah. with his word. My uh, my mother was messing with something before I was born as a young woman. And uh, she said a horrible putrid stench came into the room and something started to appear and she mm -hmm. stopped. Uh, I've heard that with people over the years that have called my show that they were messing with a Ouija board or even summoning something. 
and they felt it, they smelt a stench. Uh, William Peter Blatty, my friend who wrote The Exorcist, talked about the stench. Mm -hmm. um, right. Is that a sign that something demonic is happening when you have a foul odor come from nowhere in your house? Yes, it is. Uh, you know, there's many examples of people that have dealt with demons and cast them out. Uh, one famous one was Dr. Lester Sumrall, who was known all around the world. And there was a case in the 50s in the Philippines, uh, Clarita Villanueva, that he wrote about in his book. Uh, she was in a prison and all these doctors would observe her from around the world. But bite marks would appear in her back. Big yeah. teeth would rip out chunks of flesh. And so they knew it was demonic. And they said this horrible stench, which... Uh, would be permeating the room when the bite marks would appear. And uh, Lester was uh, brought in and he cast the devil out of her. So there's many true events like that. How many have you sold? Oh, I'm, I don't know, a million and a half or something. So You're a good guy, Bill. You didn't really go to hell. You're just doing this to save people. You've heard that before. You didn't really go to hell and you're, you're selling books, but hey, you're a good guy and you want to help people. You know, man, Cal, for the first seven years, there was no book. And my wife and I, I told one person and it spread from there. We began getting invited all over the country. So my wife and I paid our own way and we never took one penny from anybody for seven years. And there was no book. Then after that, the publisher came to me and asked me to write the book. So it was not something I wanted to self-promote. So we wrote the book because we could place in there all the scriptures that yeah. have to do with hell. I'm just a signpost to point people to the scriptures. Hell's real. And I could tell you more about what I saw, but... Let's talk more about <laughs> Of course, that's why you're here. We're going to talk about it. Bill, um, would you give everything you own to save one person from going to hell? Yes. Yeah, I would. A soul yeah. is that precious to God. You were so, there for 23 minutes. Can you imagine the eternity? No. I, 23 minutes was unbearable. Unbearable. I don't know how... Yeah. That, that's the worst part of hell is the hopelessness being there for all eternity. I don't know if I had a vision of hell. Maybe it was a dream. Um, but I had a, a waking dream, a, a really horrific vision, which I told you about. And that was, I was trapped in a wall and there's other people trapped in the wall. Are there people trapped in the walls in hell? Well, I saw demons that were like embedded in the wall. I didn't see people. I saw demons themselves that were like part of the wall. I can't explain it. I just tell you yeah. what I saw. But did you did you get put into a cell? Were you put into a jail cell? Yes, but it was like a dungeon. Uh, Rough-hewn stone walls and bars, but it was not like a jail cell nice like we have. A filthy dungeon, rough-hewn stone wall and bars and so forth. There's is it tangible? Is it tangible or is it a mindset? No, it's, it's tangible, at least in your spirit realm. You know, like Jesus talked about the rich man in hell in Luke 16. He wanted a drop of water to cool his tongue. So he had a tongue, he had a mouth to speak, and he needed water, but he's in his spirit body. So our spirit body can um, experience the same things that our physical body could, and it's just as real. So when I was there, it looked and felt just like here. You felt, I could feel my body. I saw the stone. I felt the stone. I was laying on the stone floor. I felt the flames, the heat. Yeah, it's real. Is it in the center of the earth? Yes, I believe it is. There's 49 scriptures that talk about where the current hell or Sheol or Hades is Greek word. And uh, Ezekiel 26, 20 and number 16, 32 and 33. Very clear that it's down deep in the earth. Is heaven above us? Yes. Uh, who knows where it's out somewhere in deep space, but um, far from here. The Bible doesn't say it's just in the heavens. Is there a lake of fire? Yes. 
that's Revelation 20, 12 through 15, uh, that's the, the second hell. The current hell is down deep in the earth, but at judgment day, death and hell are delivered up and cast into the lake of fire and in an outer darkness. So the future hell is called the lake of fire and Gehenna is the Greek word and it's cast into outer darkness. Wherever that is, we don't know for sure, probably deep space someplace. How many levels are there? I don't know, but I knew there were different levels of torment and degrees of punishment. Uh, Jesus said in Matthew 23, 14, you shall receive the greater damnation. That infers a lesser. Or Matthew 10, 15, he said, it shall be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. That infers a less tolerable. Or yeah. Hebrews 10, 28 says, how much worse of a punishment. So there are different degrees of punishment and levels. I just don't know how many there were. I knew there were worse levels than I was even in. I talked to a, um, a woman who, uh, I think the book was called Pigs in the Parlor. And she talked about how she, there was this beautiful woman and she kept aging and rotting and reconstituting, as I said earlier, and that this woman had uh, destroyed marriages and uh, even hundreds of years later here on earth, because of what she did, people were damned. Hmm. She destroyed many families because she was beautiful and she would seduce men and ruin their, uh, you know, ruin their marriages and, 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 and the kids would be, look, you know, divorce. And I've had a lot of friends. Oh, it's better. It's better. Uh, no, you're selfish and you're wrong. Divorce is brutal on children. And uh, so this woman talked about seeing this, uh, this, this in hell, and, and she was in a lake of fire. Didn't you see a lake of fire, Bill? I saw a giant pit of fire. Yeah. It was like a, a cavern, a hole in the ground about a mile across with flames raging high up in this open cavern. So it wasn't a lake of fire, but it was a giant pit of fire. And that's where I saw all these people. I saw some in individual pits of fire. And uh, like you said, I saw flames come up, burn off their flesh. And it seemed like it reconstituted and then it would burn off of flesh again. So it was like an ongoing thing. So that's what I saw, the, the big pit and individual pits and prison cells. Other people I've spoken with that had a death, a death experience uh, talked about how there was a light and they're rushed and they're being pushed and pushed and pushed and they fell into the pit. Yeah. Um, I, I've read some And the demons thought it was very funny because these people were running to get there. Yeah. And they were in hell. Right. I know. So I've, I've, I've heard were they laughing at you. Did they mock you? These demons? Yes. They mock you. They curse you. Oh, you, you, were they mocking yeah. you? Yes, they were. That's why I said can you, can you repeat what they were saying? No, I don't, you know, I can't remember exactly. I just knew it was cursing and mocking. And, and so the two, specifically, the, I can't you had two way. demons, you had two demons that grabbed you and, and were, what, what did they look like? Well, the, the first one, like I said, was reptilish, bumps and scales all over its body. The second one was taller and thinner. The first one was stocky and thick and uh, reptilish. The second one was not as reptilish looking, but it had all these like, um, it's hard to describe, but these razor-like looking fins all over its body, uh, like dorsal fin type of thing. So, and, and again, twisted and deformed. And these particular two are about 12 or 13 feet tall. They were both reptilian? Yes. Were they buddies? I don't know. I don't know. They just were blaspheming, cursing God. What did their voices sound like? Um, Hissing, growling? Evil, evil growling, um, a deep deep type of a voice, very growling and angry. Um, I mean, sounds like some, sounds like everybody I've dealt with at Popeye's chicken. Yeah. Miserable. Yeah. They don't want to be there. So did you get the feeling from these things that they hated their job and here's another one? 
Well, they're in torment, but they're only in partial torment now. You know, uh, that's what Matthew Henry and a lot of other commentaries say. And remember, Jesus went to cast out a devil in Matthew 8, 29. And the demon says, have you come to torment us before the time? Right. So that demon indicated that the time is not yet. The time is at Revelation 20, 10, when they're cast in the lake of fire at Judgment Day. But right now they're in partial torment. But so they're not in full torment and they are able to torment people because you're in their space. You're down deep in the earth. That's where they're at. The scriptures that shows man is in the same place as the devil and so forth. But after Judgment Day, they probably won't be able to torment. They'll be tormented completely and fully at, at that time. Did you see snakes and bugs and was there other creepy crawlies? Or yes, I saw snakes and I saw maggots, solid maggots crawling all over everything and everybody. But, you know, Isaiah 14, 11 says where the maggot is spread under thee and the worm will cover thee. And that's why Jesus said, where their worm dies not. And he personalized it by saying their worm, and he used the word maggot. So, uh, and as Job 24, 20 says, the maggot will feed sweetly on thee. So is that disgusting enough? And that's just one of the things you have to endure in hell. I don't want to go there. No, nobody, if anybody could see it, they would, do, they would run to the Lord and thank him for going to the cross for them. You know, and that's why we're motivated to go, you know, because we I've seen it, you know, when you've seen it. But more importantly, it's what the scripture says. That's what's important for people to believe. It doesn't matter if they believe me. Just believe the scripture. No, no you know, Bill, I, I've said it and I, I. I've had people I can't imagine what you go through. But. Well, you got people that ridicule it, of course. But, you know, the surprise to me is most people have not. They believe me, which is to my surprise. I don't know if I believe me, yeah. but they have. And because I keep pointing to the scripture. And when you hear that many verses, I give a quote over 100 verses yeah. when I speak. And that is like, okay, I got it. Hell's real. It's horrible. But so, I try to get across the love of God that he doesn't want people to go there. So we've, we've talked longer than you were in hell, by the way, now. Um, look, right, right. What, what, what I was going to say is, I, you know, I'm, I'm not an evangelist. It's not my job to save them. Jesus isn't real. You're a liar. Convince me. I, I, go to hell. I, I mean, I, I don't want you to go to hell, but go to hell. I, I, it's not my job to convince these people. Bill, right. I don't have that calling. You uh, know, what did I say to these people that mock me? And, and, I, and, I, and by the way, sometimes I've looked at their profile and there's all kinds of demonic stuff in their lives. Right. I don't allow, I never have, folks. Bill, I told you this. Um, I may have gotten racy. I started in 1984. I may have gotten racy, but I never blasphemed. If I did, I never, I, I, I never did it knowingly. Um, I never allowed anyone to curse. I had some celebrities that wanted to curse, and I, you know, Jesus, God, stop. We don't allow that in here. And I really looked at that. As soon as I look at this house as a sacred space, I don't allow it. I don't care who you are. And I've had big celebrities come through Muller Manor. I don't let blasphemy around me. I don't like skeletons and death. Although I got Frankenstein over here, you know. But uh, other than that, uh, harmless uh, universal monster. But I, 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 you know, I don't like ugly stuff. I don't like demon stuff. I don't think it's cute. And so what do you say to the people that play with tarot cards and Ouija boards? And it's all very harmless. Well, Leviticus explains in chapter 18 and 19 and other places uh, not to play with Ouija boards or go to a palm reader or bring any occultic thing into your house. Deuteronomy 7.26 says, do not bring the abominable thing into your house or you will be cursed like it. So you do have to guard what you bring in your house. So I know, man, cow, you do that. You're very careful about yeah. that. And we have to be. Are things possessed? 
you're inviting the devil into your house when you bring something cursed into it. Hey, hey. And especially if you go to Ouija boards and do all that, that's all forbidden by God. I mean, I just got this from, from a friend from China, but I mean, could this thing, if it was something occult, could this be cursed? Could this have demons attached to it? I, you know, I have to see it closer, but I doubt it. I mean, no, no, what my, that's, it's, I'm not talking about that object. I'm just using it as an example. I, I know I had, a, I had a, an Islamic guy tell me in Turkey, I was buying all these eyes, you know, the, they're pretty, the blue eye. You know what I'm talking about? The blue eye, and yeah. all the Greeks have them, and the Turks have them, and and uh, they're cool. And I was buying them, and this Muslim guy was very nice to me. said, yeah, we we we, uh, we pray over those, but those, those will curse the infidels and the Christians. Uh, okay, I'll put these back. Um, I'm not a fan of the the eye. Um, well, I, I agree, and, you know, our pastor... Can you, can you, could you bring a demon in on an antique... I, I read the book about the Debic box, which was, you know, these women prayed and filled it with demons, they said. I mean, I don't know, but can can items have demons? Yes, they can. So, you know, just to give a quick example, our pastor was in Egypt, and their uh, symbol of their god is the dung beetle. And right. they were giving them out to everybody, and this they, they got back on the bus, and this Christian, they stuck it in his hand, and he grabbed it, and he got on the bus, and a few minutes later, he started, uh, he fell over, and he started... Uh, foaming at the mouth and going into convulsions and everything. And they thought, what's wrong with this guy? And they, he was clinging to that thing. So our pastor saw it. They grabbed it out of his hand, threw it out of the bus. And then just immediately he started getting better. So that thing caused him to get deathly sick in just minutes. So these things are real. You just have to be careful what it is and discern, you know. So when you when you play with a Ouija board, you're asking for demons to speak to you. Yes. You're talking to dead people. By the way, I want to say that, right? You you can have something appear to you, but it ain't it ain't granny. Now it right. could look like granny because familiar spirits, right. which are pre-natural, right? Pre-mankind, these things have been around us and maybe our families forever. Right. And they can appear to us. It's not a ghost. That's right. It's, it's a demon. Demonic. Right. And they appeared as your family. They look, oh, this is my family. And they know your history. They know your past. So they can right. tell you things. And then you're convinced, oh, this is this is must be godly or something. But it's yeah. not. So, yeah, we have to guard ourselves for sure. How do we guard ourselves? Staying in the word of God and in prayer. Because yeah. then you get wisdom. And keep the stuff away from you. You know, the word of God is truth. So you learn what truth is, which is hidden from us today in all areas. And so, but it'll give you that wisdom to know, hey, that's not, God, that's ungodly. Yeah. Uh, your horoscope, tarot cards, crystals, what else? Uh, it, it was, was Harry Potter bad? Harry Potter yeah. was harmless. No, that's bad too, because it's, it's again, playing with a dark side, you yeah. know, and cute curses and all that. It's not cute. It's really, it's demonic. And it's yeah. a way to introduce it to children saying, oh, look how cute this is. The, the store, Barnes and Noble, is it Barnes and Noble near me? Barnes and Noble down the street here at Old Orchard uh, in Chicago. Um, you know, lots of books, how to summon demons for kids, lots right. of satanic stuff. And there's a there's a, a couple of guys. I don't know if they're brothers or lovers or what, but they have a uh, they're expanding their Satan store in Chicago, and they loved Harry Potter. So it's kind of fun, and they'll tell you how to put spells on people. <laughs> Isn't it funny? Hmm. 
Uh, so maybe, like I said, maybe people were right about Disney. Maybe people were right about the pedals in Hollywood. Maybe they were right about what Nickelodeon's trying to do our ki to our kids. Maybe they're right that Harry Potter wasn't so innocent after all. You know, I'm not reactionary. I'm just saying, look at the fruit of what was created from this. And a lot of people, because of Harry Potter, are into witchcraft. And it's there's not. I'm a good witch. What do you say to those people? That's like, oh, I got a good cancer. There is no good witch. Good. Good ex explanation. There is no good witch. And these games sometimes seem innocent at first, you know, but that's how the devil lures you in and gets you deeper and deeper until these people, uh, we've met many people that have played around with demonic games until they've got possessed with devils. That's how far you can go with this. So you do have to keep that stuff out of your house. I don't want to go into details, but I had, uh, I had something happen. Not here in Muller Manor, but you you, you wouldn't have seen it. Um, in Poltergeist, the chairs are moved around, and the family thinks it's kind of cool. I had I had something going on in an old house I lived in where things were being moved. Uh, I said a prayer. I had Pastor Nathan Murray come over, who you know, mm -hmm. and we, we whatever was there, we cast. I've never had anything else happen, but. What was going on there? Do they they do they try to amuse you? Do they they come to you as with whimsy or they come they they obviously they don't come out I'm a demon. They they can be very charming and pleasant and cute and harmless, right? That's how they get in. Yes, you know, and moving things in your house. You know, we had some people from friends that also they saw things moved in their house. They heard noises at night, uh, peeps and sounds, and they'd see a light flash or all kinds of unusual things. And we found out they had a lot of demonic artwork and uh, artifacts. So we cleaned out their house, got rid of it. They never heard any of that kind yeah. of nonsense again. So, yeah, it's not cute. You need to get it out of your house. I lived on Wacker in 1994. And I would leave and leave a tape player recording. And every once in a while, I would capture voices. And you, you know, it's very breathy, but they were in the room. It wasn't someone above or below me. He's not here. Mm. Well, you know, seconds. But you could hear someone talking in the room near the tape player. Mm. What was that? That was a demonic voice. Uh, I had that same experience when we first got married. Uh, my wife didn't know it, but she had this demonic uh, tape, cassette tape in the house. And we both woke up one night and we heard this uh, like deep breathing uh, like a, from a man and you could hear it clearly. And so we knew that was a de demon. And so we found that tape, got rid of it, never heard that voice again. So. Wow. Real. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I hope we, I hope we uh, convince people to stay away from all this stuff. It isn't cute. It isn't safe. And if your kids are into it, uh, Get them, get them to a church as soon as possible. Go to a Bible-based church. Uh, it's 23 minutes in hell. No man get to the Father but through me, said Christ. Uh, a good, being a good person doesn't make a difference. Hell is real. You can't get to heaven based on how good you are or your acts. You give money to Salvation Army and whoever. Um, do you think a lot of this... Um, I, I think about the, you know, the Democrats and the, the, you know, many of them, and there's some great old Democrats, old school Democrats. I think a lot of this new batch is full on satanic. They booed, they booed God at their convention and they love their abortion. They love, they love it. Uh, do you think they look at it as a sacrifice to their God? I'm serious. 
Do you think abortion is a blood sacrifice? I mean, it is. They might not realize it. I mean, they really think it's okay. But, you know, their mind is deceived at that point to, to kill a baby and uh, say it's not really life. I mean, yeah. that's deception. So that's the demonic that has deceived them. But they've allowed it. Yeah. You know, they know deep down that's wrong to do that to innocent children to kill them. It was it was uh, shocking to see, you know, CNBC and CNN and all these places talking about, well, a heartbeat doesn't mean it's alive. A heartbeat. Yeah. Wait, wait, what? A heartbeat isn't that's if something has a heartbeat, it's alive. Well, the heartbeat is so radical that we can't murder a baby after there's a heartbeat. I, I, I can't believe it. Uh, yeah. it, evil is decloaking. You can't make this stuff up anymore. The madness is going on. We also should say that the demonic figure that these people worship is is not. It has no sex. It's half man. It's 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 half female. It has genitals of different creatures. And uh, mm, uh, boy, get someone to hate themselves because of their skin color. Get them to hate yeah. themselves because of uh, uh, their their sex. Uh, everything sliced and diced and anything to insult the temple of God and get you to hate yourself and hate, you know, hate the creator of you. Uh, yes, Bill. To pervert little children like that, too, where you confuse them that they don't even know what gender they, they are. Or you say you have a choice to choose what you are. All these crazy things that they're doing to our children. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jesus said, if you offend one of these little ones... He's talking about children. He said, yeah. it's better that a millstone be hanged about your neck and you be drowned in the depths of the sea. So that's what he said about these people that are deceiving our children and yeah. doing these wicked, evil things. So we got to pray against all this kind of thing. And and putting muzzles on two-year-olders, removing their expression, dehumanizing them, I, I believe it is demonic. And, uh, you know, how much, when, when you can't speak, and at two, you're not saying a whole lot, and then to cover so much of, of, of our communication is the whole face. Right. And then the, this is their world now. This is their world. Uh, man, I'm telling you, the the, the eating disorders, the psych, psychological damage that's having these kids, talk to anybody that deals with children to tell you this is what we're going through is demonic and it's having a horrible impact on our children. The book is a great read. I encourage you to read it. Uh, Bill doesn't care if you buy it or not, uh, or so he claims. Uh you don't care if you sell the book. Well, it's good to sell it so people can read it for themselves. And it gives you, know, you money to information in there. It gives you money to tour around and, uh, and and tell people and get people saved the way you got my daughters to uh, to, to get saved. Um, Bill, the movie the movie Legend. Do you remember you remember the scenes from the movie Legend with Tim Curry? You said those scenes were pretty accurate. Oh yes. What hell looked yes. like? Yes. Yeah, they did. They they captured a lot of what hell looks like. Do you think these people are demonically inspired? Do you think a Clive Barker who's painting these things and you go, yeah, I saw that in hell. Do you think they're demonic? Do you think, do you yes. think demons reveal these things to them? I do. And they, they might not know it, but the devil likes to show off. And so he inspires these people with some of these things and blatantly throws it out there. So, yeah, I believe they're inspired. They may not know it, but they're inspired. All right. You know, man, Cal, yeah. you know, if people just realize there's a loving God that doesn't want anybody to go there. Um, you know, he, hell was prepared for the devil and his angels. He never intended for man to go there, but he used the word prepared. That's the same word he used in John 14, too, where he goes to prepare a place for us in heaven. So he prepared heaven for us, hell for the devil. 
And the reason why hell's so horrible is because, uh, see, James 1.17 says every good and perfect gift comes down from above. So all the good we enjoy in life comes from God. It's not automatic. So what God did in the preparation was he simply withdrew his goodness. He withdrew his attributes. See, hell is dark because 1 John 1.5 said God's light. There's only death in hell because John 1.4 said God's life. There's only hatred in hell because 1 John 4.16 said God's love. There's no mercy in hell because Psalms 36.5 says the mercy of the Lord's in heavens. There's no strength in hell because Psalms 18.32 said it's the Lord that gives us strength. And there's no water in hell because Deuteronomy 11.11 says water is the rain of heaven. So see, if God removes himself from a situation, all the good goes with him. You can't have the good without God. So that's why hell is so horrible. Now, other than one thing, the fire in hell does represent God's wrath. Uh, he pours out his wrath on sin in the form of fire. But God poured out his wrath on Jesus on the cross, so we wouldn't have to take that wrath. So you can either let Jesus take it or you can take it. It's a person's choice. And that's why we do what we do. That's why we travel. You know, I never liked traveling. Yeah. I had a career making a lot of money. Uh, you know, I didn't want to go do this, but I knew the Lord told us to go. And, you know, it's been now we've seen so many people give their heart to the Lord and their lives changed. People that were going to commit suicide and didn't. And now they're serving God and they're happily married and they're doing well in life. So that's the reward is, you know, the only thing you can bring to heaven is souls, people. Okay, so I'm going gonna, gonna to do a Bible quote now. Yeah. Be still. Okay. Because we got to say goodbye. All right. Bill, I, I love your brother. Thank you for having you. me. Great to be with uh, you. Folks, as I say, I pray for my listeners uh, every morning and every night. I hope you'll keep me and Bill here in your prayers. We're in this together. And I want to remind you, regardless of the propaganda, the majority is good. The majority of people I really do believe is good. But the media is not. It's controlled by the communist Chinese, I believe. And, oh, by the way, I only worked in media every day over time since 1984. No, uh, no, no. I love when people tell me no, like I don't know what I'm talking about. I love when people tell Bill Weiss there is no hell when he was there. Uh, I'm telling you, the media is propaganda. It's getting you ready for communism and your children ready for slavery. Now is the time to stand up and fight back. These are godless people. Get your family to church. Say your prayers before your meals. Bring him into your life and get ready. You're going to need it. Oh, how you're going to need it. If you're with me, I appreciate it. Listen, I, uh, I do read everything that you say, and I, and I appreciate it. Uh, the trolls, I block, and I never hear from them again. So you can certainly uh, write to me. You can direct message me at Instagram. And, of course, you can also uh, join me here at mancow.net or sign up at mancow.net and be part of the Mancow Militia of Love. What did I want to say? I, I, I was built up to it. Uh, I've read the last chapter of the book. Bill will tell you, good wins and God wins. Good night.